Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chuck Gill always brings along guests, and today is no different. We'll lead off now by starting off with Kevin Lewis, the president of Maine Community Health Options. Talking about the health insurance marketplace special enrollment period for March 15th through April 30th. Kevin, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Maddie. Good morning. How are you? Good, uh, good. I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here this morning. Um, let's start off with um, what makes this enrollment period a special enrollment period for March 15th to April 30th. Well, What's the difference between that and a normal enrollment period? Well, thanks, Maddie. So the uh, normal enrollment period, so to speak, uh, wrapped up February uh, 15th, and this special enrollment period. Uh, through the end of April, uh, April 30th, is for people who uh, weren't aware, perhaps, of the opportunity uh, to get into coverage and the tremendous benefits that can be had uh, through Maine Community Health Options and um, carriers on the on the marketplace. So the special enrollment period is really that extra uh, window for people that weren't aware uh, that they could get coverage. How did you guys do in the in the original enrollment period? I know uh, I, I had read something recently that Maine was like one of the only ones in the country that actually did well. So I, I thought that was pretty unique. We're really proud of the, all the work that um, navigators and special assisters have done across the state uh, to get the word out and get people into coverage. Uh, we've increased our membership at Maine Community Health Options from 40,000 members uh, in Maine to uh, 65,000 members in uh, with an additional 5,000 neighboring New Hampshire uh, that um, we've already achieved our goals for 2015. Um, we still know that we have a ways to go, people that um, are still not covered, and we'd like to make sure that they have this opportunity. Let's talk about some uh, results to date and uh, some things that you're looking forward to this year. Well, um, you know, our chronic illness support program, we really want to draw uh, greater attention to that. It, it helps to um, um, take away the financial burden of uh, staying on top of uh, certain chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, hypertension, coronary artery disease. And, uh, you know, when we look at the statistics for um, our health status as a state, you know, heart disease is one of those areas that we could do a lot more work in. So our chronic illness support program is really designed to help people uh, get that first dollar coverage without any outlay, um, you know, any additional financial burden. That's got to help. Uh, you, you mentioned diabetics. It's got to help with a lot of machine testing, stuff like that. I know there are a lot of machines out there that people are holding together with, you know, gum and chicken wire. So now they can actually affordably get those replaced. Well, it, it, right. It helps with uh, certainly their labs and, and durable medical equipment, um, uh, insulin, uh, things that help them keep well uh, for certain. The other thing that we're really proud of is our broad network and uh, being a real partner with Central Maine. Uh, medical center and, and um, you know, the hospitals all across uh, the state and certainly all the health centers as well. We have a very vibrant uh, uh, collection of uh, patient-centered medical homes and the hospital quality is, is outstanding. So we're really pleased to partner with providers. It's, um, we look at this as a, a necessary a relationship and partnership uh, to achieve the best health outcomes while lowering costs of care for individuals, families, and businesses. Kevin, if someone was going to sign up during this special enrollment period. I, I feel like it should be like a monster truck rally. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Special enrollment period coming on now, March 15th through April 30th. Where would someone sign up? 
Well, people can go to our website, mainoptions.org, uh, and we have links to uh, healthcare.gov. Ultimately, people need to go through healthcare.gov because uh, the litmus test or the, uh, the filter, if you will, for whether someone qualifies for the special enrollment period uh, is determined by uh, healthcare.gov. And, and, um, but it's a pretty easy step, um, process. Uh, and there are navigators and assisters across the uh, state that can help people with that. Uh, en Enrollment 207 is a great resource uh, to get people to the right um, hands-on uh, support. Uh, and certainly uh, the hospitals and community health centers, as mentioned, have been fabulous in terms of their outpouring of support for people across the state. Kevin Lewis is the president of Maine Community Health Options. For more information on that or to jump in on the special enrollment period for the health insurance marketplace, which runs March 15th through April 30th, it's happening right now, you can go to maineoptions.org. Kevin, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Manny. We'll have more coming up. Neil Beeman is a stage three colon cancer survivor. He's going to talk with us in the next segment. I got his name right, and I'm very excited. Sarah Morrill is the uh, RN nurse navigator. She's going to join us in segment three. And Chuck Gill will come in segment four, as always, to wrap things up. It's the CMMC Hour right here on The Breakfast Club on LA's only local radio station, Z1055. It's 812 and 38 degrees. Oxford Networks, where business is better in the... 055. 38 degrees, Friday morning. It's a CMMC hour with Chuck Gill and friends. Kevin Lewis was the pres is the president of Maine Community Health Options. He joined us in the last segment. If you miss any of this, of course, you can find this on our website at Z1055.com. You can also find it on CMMC's website as well. They've got their own section for all the CMMC hours. Right now, Neil Beeman is joining us. He's a stage three colon cancer survivor. Living strong. Neil, how are you this morning? Spectacular, Maddie. Happy to be alive. Well, I, I can imagine. Tell, tell, tell us a little about, bit about your story. When were you diagnosed? And talk about the, the struggle and, and the success in overcoming it. Coincidentally, April of 2006 was my diagnosis. Went in with a scheduled um, physical, you know, uh, working a couple of jobs, working hard, found time to get in with my PCP, did the customary age-appropriate digital rectal exam, uh, showed what's called a cult blood stool, and that's, uh, I'm thinking, hemorrhoids. Uh, turns out uh, that led to a hurry-up colonoscopy. That's the uh, everybody's dread at 49 years old, which led to a hurry-up surgery and a diagnosis of stage 3 colon cancer. Wow. Um and, stayed, and colon cancer is not a, a fast-moving cancer either, so obviously it, it, had, it had been there for quite a while. I assume you you're, would be advocating for early detection, early colonoscopies, and not waiting until you're 49 to get it done. Well, you know, uh, there again, the statistical norm is 50 is when they recommend that uh, procedure be done. Uh, apparently, I was fortunate enough to have it done early. Uh, the... Uh, you know, the issue is, is that it is not symptomatic. Uh, you know, there's not necessarily anything that's going to tell you that you have any kind of a cancer going on. Wow. So that's, uh, and that's another thing too. So there you are. You could have been at stage four if you'd waited just a few more months, I'm assuming. If I had waited, uh, you know, there isn't much in the cancer world that it's a good thing you waited. But uh, this is definitely one of the, uh, the deadly ones. It is the number two killer in America. And it's not the popular one. We don't have nice pink ribbons and the best of fundraisers. It's, that, it's you know, that embarrassing cancer that we don't really want to talk about. 
Maybe we should make it in brown. Maybe like a bunch of nice I... brown. We could go like with those old throwback <laughs> San Diego Padres uniforms, you know, something like that. Well, that our something... ribbon is blue and it should right. be brown. I've, I've, I've written to uh, the cancer folks about that. They haven't responded yet. I, I, I feel like they don't appreciate the sense of humor on that, possibly. You know, talk, talk a little bit about what you had to do to beat this thing. Well, let's see. A uh, bunch of surgeries, chemo, radiation. I've tried it all. Lost 60 pounds, found 80. Ended wow. up with an ostomy. A <laughs> couple of ostomies, actually. Five different ones. This one's sticking. My doctors and I have agreed that, you know, uh, quality of life is what I'm all about. Good. Excellent. And again, the importance of early screening so huge. Don't want to find yourself in a situation like Neil did at 49, trying to cut it off at stage three colon cancer what how long did it take to to get this thing i assume it's in remission at this point absolutely i am five years out man wow how long did it take uh, i mean in with surgeries and everything else how long did it take to get it into remission all happened very rapidly and then there was treatment and follow-up and then a secondary diagnosis unfortunately a little more complicated the second time around <sighs> that's a lot of stuff to how do you deal with that? Like, you, you really start to look at, like, wow, I really got to beat the clock on this. And this isn't, wow, I've got to pay that tax bill or they're going to send me something. This is, wow, I've got to do this or I'm going to be around next month. How do, you, how do you deal with all that? You get a better perspective of what is important. And back to that whole denial piece, I know of one person in particular who tried the denial route. Uh, you know, family, friends, you know, ragging on him, you know, ah, you know, you're you're not that guy. He did denial. Uh, we buried him two years after his diagnosis. That, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't work out all that well, that's for sure. What, um, have you made any changes to the way you're living life today? Uh, well, before I was diagnosed, I was trying to enjoy life. Now it's a mandate. <laughs> you're not trying. You're absolutely doing it. That's good. Neil, you got a pretty good outlook here, and thank you for sharing your story this morning. My deal. pleasure. I hope this makes a difference in folks' lives. I hope so as well. That's Neil Beamant. He's a stage 3 colon cancer survivor. This is the CMMC Hour. Chuck Gill brings along all sorts of friends. Sarah Morrill will be coming up next. She's a registered nurse and nurse navigator and talking about oncology. We're continuing the last conversation we had, the last topic we had a couple weeks ago about the prevention, screening, and management of colorectal cancer. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. Hop on over to meet the Easter Bunny at the Auburn Mall. It's the third segment of the CMMC Hour. Chuck Gill brought along guests with him today. Kevin Lewis joined us in the first segment. Neil Beamant joined us in the second segment. And right now, Sarah Morrill joins us. She's a nurse navigator. And we're talking about uh, the prevention, screening, and management of colorectal cancer and cancer in general. And right now, we're talking about oncology. Sarah, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks, Manny. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, thanks for being in. Uh, where do you, What part of the, uh, the Central Bay Medical Center family do you work? And how long have you been in the community? Um, so I have been at CMMC since 2011 um, in this role, and I work in the oncology departments. I work sort of between uh, medical oncology and radiation oncology and then the surgical offices. Excellent. Uh, give us a brief overview of oncology navigation because there's a lot of things you guys have to help patients navigate in a, in a usually a very tough time. Yeah. Um, so oncology navigation is one of the sort of newer kind of specialties of nursing. Um, a little history was that um, sort of came about in the 90s in New York as doctors were sort of noticing that there were some barriers to care that were really impacting how um, newly diagnosed cancer patients were being treated. Some, you know, some things that could could be helped to get them into the right treatment and really improve their outcomes. 
That's a that's another good thing there, and always good to have other things if you can take things off of their plate so they can continue focusing on the recovery stuff. That always helps. Let's talk about the uh, the role of the GI nurse navigator in, in the coordination of care for for gastrointestinal cancers. Um, so really, the goal of um, the nurse navigator is to make it as absolutely easy for the patient once they get their cancer diagnosis to get into timely treatment and to get the right treatment and to really understand all of the options that are sort of ahead of them. Um, I try to meet with people fairly close to when they get their diagnosis and spend as much time as I need to um, making sure that they understand where we want to go and the rationale for the testing, um, make sure that they're able to get to their appointments and um, know kind of what's coming down the road. Looks like you do a lot of diagnostic navigation too in terms of like workups and referrals. Yeah, so part of what I try to do is streamline the process so that from the time they get their cancer diagnosis to the time that they meet with their oncologist, we have all of the right information. We don't waste time doing tests that we don't need. Um, and we follow the sort of the national standards for um, the best practice. So we do all of the testing that we need to so that we can offer the absolute best care. Last question for you, treatment navigation through survivorship. I know there's a lot of things there for transitions and point of contacts and things like that. Um, for treatment navigation through survivorship, I think um, the, the thing I work hardest to do is to to help patients identify their goals, their goals from the beginning um, right through the end of their treatment, um, and and keep it centered on those goals and try to get all of the providers who are involved um, on the same page so that we're, we're doing the right thing for the individual patient, um, supporting them and their families and kind of them through the whole process. Always good for support for the caregivers as well because they need it just as much sometimes. Absolutely, definitely. Putting forth a lot of effort on that. Sarah, Sarah Morrill is a nurse navigator with Central Maine Medical Center in the oncology department. Sarah, thank you very much. Thanks so much, Maddie. We'll have Chuck Gill coming up for segment number four of the CMMC Hour. It's 841, 39 degrees. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club. Oxford Networks. And it's the final segment of the CMMC Hour. Kevin Lewis, Neil Beeman, and Sarah Morrill all joined us in the previous segments. If you missed those, you can catch us later on at Z1055.com or right on the front of the Central Maine Medical Center website as well. Now Chuck Gill comes in to wrap it up and talk about all sorts of upcoming events that are happening over at the hospital. Chuck, how are you? Good, Manny. Very good. I think we had a great show today. I'd just like to go back and kind of cover a couple of things that we went over again. Uh, with the Health Insurance Marketplace, Kevin talked about this special enrollment. We're pleased to partner with Maine Community Health Options and Harvard Pilgrim to offer, as a provider, uh, care for the uninsured that are, people don't have insurance now are buying their insurance over the marketplace. Because we believe it's very important for people have the coverage, have the preventive care, and find problems at the early stages where they're most treatable. And we're talking about uh, colon cancer. You can find the screening guidelines online at uh, cdc.gov and American Cancer Society. There's a lot of ways to find the guidelines, but the most important thing is to follow the guidelines and talk to your doctor about it because too many people we find put off uh, life-saving screening treatments such as a colonoscopy because, oh, I heard it's the prep, it takes a long time, or I don't wanna be bothered, or if I don't think about it, it won't happen. Well, th things do happen and it's most important to follow the guidelines, get the screenings done. If you have a disease, find in the early stages when it's most treatable because there's millions of cancer survivors walking around today because they caught the disease in the early stages. 
And we're fortunate here at Central Maine Medical Center now to have fine doctors locally and medical oncologists, surgeons, radiation oncologists, but we have affiliation with the Mass General Hospital in Boston. People, patients are going back and forth and getting access to treatment there. We have nurse navigators. We have the Dempsey Center. So we have a very complete package of cancer care that we're proud of and are helping many Mainers uh, cope with this disease, not only the patient, but their families. Uh, one of the things we'll talk about is we offer free lung cancer screenings. We've been doing this for a number of years. And again, uh, now with uh, lung cancer screenings using CT technology or CAT scan technology, you can find problems in the earliest stages. So if you're a, a person that's smoking, uh, either a current or former smoker that's quit in the last 15 years, between the ages of 55 and 74, we offer free lung cancer screenings. And if you're interested in this, you should call 795-8354. That's 795-8354. And they'll talk about it uh, and see if you can get the screening. We have a gala coming up on uh, April 11th at the Cora Temple. We have this every year. It's a fundraiser for our maternity program at the Central Maine Medical Center, a special delivery program. If you're interested in more information, you can call 795-2950 or go to our website, www.cmmc.org, and go to Giving, and you can find out more information. If you'd like to come, we'd like to see you there. We sell out every year, so you've got to call today. Get your tickets early. Get your tickets early. Chuck, thank you very much. Okay, Maddie. Nice being here again. We'll see you in two weeks. Absolutely. It's always good to see you, and uh, that just means it's payday when you come in every two weeks. It's <laughs> nice. It's like that mental note, like, oh, my wife's going to spend all my money. It's it's always nice. It's good. want to thank all the guests today, and uh, we'll have more coming up. It's The Breakfast Club. We're live till 10 a.m. It's 39 degrees. Z1055. The Breakfast Club. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.